What's up, everybody, and welcome back to season two of Reattached FYC. I'm Brian, and I'm joined by my co-host and pal, John. Hey, everybody. Long time no see. Chat, whatever. And today, (laughs) we're going to be talking about the honeymoon period and first red flags. Aw, wait, what? (laughs) Now, John... Why is this the topic we're talking about today? It's a good one. I think we, when we were thinking about the topics that we wanted for season two, there was something that we wanted to kind of circle back to, which was the, whenever you start the job, there's this moment where everything just seems so wonderful and we're blissfully happy. And then there's usually, bang, that moment where something happens and you start to go, wait, hold on. Um, and so we were like, let's talk about it. Um, and so, yeah, that's why we landed on that one. And it also seems fitting that the first episode of season two would be the honeymoon period of season two. Yes. Where everything is, is beautiful, which actually, I think it's a good time before we even dive in, um, to just share like a little bit for folks, especially since it's our first episode back and it is the honeymoon and we're excited. Um, What should folks be excited about for season two? What should they be looking forward to? Well, I think uh, one of the things that people should be looking forward to is that we are going to be having actual people on the episodes with us this season. Also, we're going to be revisiting some topics from last season that were just big hits that people had a lot to say about that we didn't really get to cover everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to revisit those things, have new voices and talk about some new things as well. I love it. That's going to be good. We're excited to share. How about you? What are you looking forward to season two? I think the I think you nailed it. Um, I think the thing we're, we're most excited for naturally, of course it's Brian. Um, just we're getting other voices on this show already, which is going to be amazing. Um, and we want to continue to have that. And so we're hoping that if you're listening to this, you will not only join the conversation, but help spread the word and get more voices on it. Um, we have been cracking up with some of the stuff that people have been submitting. Um, we've been posting a lot of questions over our, our break. And so I'm excited just to just bring some more voices to it. Um, as much as I'm sure everybody loves listening to just you and me, um, the whole point of us doing this is for conversation. And so it's going to be great. And I'm excited for it. All right. And before we uh, talk too much about the upcoming season and give away some red flags, uh, let's talk about the honeymoon period. The honeymoon. John. The beautiful honeymoon. Do you remember... At any of your jobs, what the first red flag was that ended your honeymoon period? Wait, I thought we were talking about the honeymoon. Now we're fucking already jumping to the red flag. Damn. Um. So you're saying you're asking me what was like the first like moment that kind of. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the honeymoon period at every job is, oh, my God, everything's great. I love these people. I love what I'm going to be doing. And then you're doing Mm. it for a while. And then you're like, all right, well, this person's a pain in my ass. Uh, (laughs) I hate doing this thing. (laughs) You know, like 
like so and so is gonna be a real jerk and need me to do five times more than I'm capable of doing, blah blah blah. Yeah, I I think for me it's usually um like for me when I'm in the that honeymoon period, it's usually like everyone's very encouraging and they're like, You're doing a great job and you got this, and you know, you you, you of course still have like the imposter syndrome and everything, but it seems like for me, my first red flag is usually when I start to see how people react when something goes wrong or the first way of talking to me when something doesn't go exactly the way they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was a job where I remember someone actually taking something and throwing it against the wall um, and slamming a laptop. Yeah. And that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, oh, you're mad at me and that's what you're doing. Um, uh, cause I think there were probably red flags before and I just never really noticed it or thought about it until that moment occurred. And then that was like, Oh, uh, twilight zone music started. It was like, dee, 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 dee. like camera zoomed in on my face. All right. So, but yeah. the question that everybody's now thinking to themselves, what did you do that made somebody so mad that they threw something <laughs> across the room? I think that's what's so crazy is that it wasn't anything like insane. I think it was, you know, I was doing a job where it was very sales heavy and I needed to meet a certain quota. And for that particular company that I was working in, it was important that we were hitting our 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 sales targets because that's where majority of the revenue came in to help support that org. And so when we weren't doing well, the other programs would not thrive. And so I think there was just frustration that we weren't performing the way that they were expecting, which honestly was unrealistic. Um, and so they took their aggression out in a way that was not healthy. Hmm. But yeah, what about you? What was like your first red flag or moments where? I mean, so I I feel like it happens at, at any <laughs> job, really. But I'm trying to think like the one that I really remember is working for the baseball team and my direct supervisors were great. I enjoyed everyone that I worked directly under Hmm. the guy who was in charge, basically like the general manager. Mm -hmm. He was such a hothead Mm-mm. like oh my god if if the team went on a losing streak he would look for any little thing like <laughs> he would go into the sales team oh how have you not hit these goals and just flip out mm. on any little thing and it was all because you know the team that he had put together was going through a rough patch so it's just like do i really want to work for this person (laughs) Mm -hmm. what wow it seems it seems like there's that common theme right though of like uh at least in those two examples of like when things aren't going the way that it's expected like how people really show up in those moments of when things get off um yeah well you think about it when it when you we talk about red flags usually people are talking about relationships and mm. 
it applies to any relationship. So this could be a relationship with somebody that you're dating. You look for the red flag. It's a relationship with your employer. There's mm-hmm. red flags. And when do you see those red flags? Like you said, in times of conflict or uncertainty, like that's when somebody's true colors comes out. Oh, totally. And it's it's kind of funny, though, even as you were talking, I was thinking about myself like, well, there must have been other flags that I was noticing. And I was thinking back into the honeymoon period. And I remember there was a moment where I was doing uh, when I was doing working for the events place. Um, I was going and I was visiting events and I was meeting with the folks and I was just so excited to introduce myself to folks. And everyone seemed so nice at the surface. And, you know, I went up and you know, just was my normal bubbly, enthusiastic self. And I remember someone saying to me, and this was like my first event that I was watching and training at. And they were like, wow, you're really enthusiastic and passionate about this. And then they laughed and went, that's not going to last long. And I remember thinking to myself like, Ooh, you jerk, I'm going to prove you wrong. And now Mm -hmm. that I'm thinking about it in hindsight, I'm like, Oh no, it wasn't at me. They were just Mm -hmm. saying in general, like, Oh no, you're going to get burnt out in this place because everybody gets burned out at this place. Um, And so like in hindsight now I'm like, Oh, huh. I guess that was a red flag. And I didn't even realize it. I think that's something that happens a lot at places of work as well, where, you know, you're the new person, you come in all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and people <laughs> say, eh, I wonder how long this is going to last. Like, and you don't even think, like, oh, is there something wrong at this company that I should be worried about or looking out for? You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, no, like, I got this. Totally. <laughs> well, but so I know we kind of went, like, dark. We went right to the red flags. But surely there must have been moments when you were working at some of these jobs that things were in that honeymoon period. Um, What's like a great memory that you have from when you had started a job where you were like, wow, this is where I want to be. I'm really excited. Like what, what was that beautiful moment in time? Like for you, even at that same job at the baseball team, Mm -hmm. that was my first job out of college. I remember you know, we worked long hours, whatever, but we all we all bonded together. Me and my coworkers, like, yeah, we're there early, we stay there late, but we're around baseball all the time. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is this is fun. This is awesome. Right. And you know, like, uh if if some people are grumpy, like whatever that's on them you're you don't even think about that you're just like this is a cool job it's cool that i get to watch baseball every night so in your early 20s would you say in that time did you feel like man this is my dream job i made it no (laughs) oh well then never mind no i mean like i wanted to work in sports but you don't ever want to like stay in the minor leagues, you know, like <laughs> the ultimate goal is big leagues, big time. But... Yeah. But surely you must've been like, I'm in it. Like I'm doing it. This is the dream. I'm oh, living yeah. it. Right? I was, I was on the right path. That's how I yeah. was feeling. I was on the right path. Like not everybody even gets to that point where they get their foot in the door. Uh, you know, I've talked about last year uh, on last season 
how there are so many people that want to work in that industry that Mm -hmm. just having that job just starting even as an intern there it was a big deal yeah so and i'm willing to bet that's probably one of the reasons why you don't notice the red flags is because you probably justify to yourself well you know there's probably a bunch of other people that wish they had this job so i need to just suck it up instead of realizing like yeah but no one should have to be dealing with those things um and that's where it gets tricky for folks yep yeah i mean you know after a while you are working those long days and you're pulling the tarp in the rain and you're really not getting paid well at all and that's really what what uh wore me down and some of my coworkers. We all talked mm. about it and the ones that were there for the same amount of time, you get to mm-hmm. a point you're like, is this really worth it? Right, right. So but what about you? What were the things that I guess hid those red flags in the beginning for you? Yeah, I th- I think there's definitely something um similar to to what you were describing of when you graduate from college and you get that first job. And I was, I was so proud of the fact that like, I, I didn't, I was lucky to not have to move back home that I was able to, you know, find it. I had a roommate that I knew and I, I, I was able to, I don't know, start adulting. And I so badly wanted to be doing that. Like I was done with college. Um, and, uh, there was just so something of like, I'm involved in the activity that I want to be involved with, which was being involved with music and the arts. And I was traveling and I just like, I just kept pinching myself being like, what? And I remember, it's so funny. I can remember sitting at like my office and I had a desk and a window and I was like, this is my moment. Like I made it. Uh, And I think about what the city was like, and like it wasn't in the best shape it was before they went through like the renovations of the city i won't i won't name which one it is but like it <laughs> it wasn't that like i look back at it now i'm like oh i should not have been walking around those streets at night that was kind of dangerous but i had like <laughs> disney brain on where i was like it's a beautiful town ah, like singing and right like frolicking through the street right you know and, and like I, I mean i can even remember uh being stuck um because it's there was a snowstorm and i still had to drive to work which i guess in hindsight it's a red flag too like why are you still making me come into work um and my car got stuck and i can remember like the people of the city just like coming out of nowhere and like coming towards my car and they actually helped me you know get out of like the ditch that i was stuck in so they were very nice people but um just (laughs) myself like what an odd what an odd place to be living in um but I was so just like in love that I didn't. It was the dream. It was the dream. I was <laughs> it the was Disney prince of my the honeymoon period. <laughs> it totally was. It, it was. And it's funny too, because when I look at pictures in the honeymoon period, I had hair. I was nice and thin. I had a good tan. And you can just watch as time goes by and you just see the, the bags under the eyes go and the weight pile up and. Yeah, it was good times. And it was all 100% due to that job that you thought was the dream that you made Mm -hmm. it. And it's just slowly killing you. (laughs) Killing me softly, From the inside out. Yeah, just rotting away. 
Um, so I'm curious, did you, were majority of the red flags that you were seeing, was it more from a person or was it more of like an action or policy or something that was happening within the work environment that started to make you go, huh, that doesn't, that doesn't feel right. Like I talked about a a person action, but that's a good question. And the answer is different for different jobs that I've been at. So okay. that first job, the one that I talked about, obviously it was that person. Mm-hmm. Which we and, both just talked about too. So, yep. And then in my, the government job that I worked, it was more about the policies. Um, and it, it really wasn't until I had an issue. And mm-hmm. when I had an issue and I needed help and it was kind of like I was getting screwed left and right from <laughs> both management and my union. And then you really see what both sides are about. So, mm-hmm. you know, how about you? Did you have any jobs that that you saw the red flags based on the company and policies. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And I think, well, I also think there's, it's a cycle, right? You know, the culture informs how people are showing up and people, how they show up informs the culture. And so there's like a, uh, what symbiotic relationship between the two. Um, Mm -hmm. and so even when I, you know, when I think about the red flag that I saw from an individual, there's also this just cultural uh, toxicity that was in place that, um, you know, I, I started to notice, especially when, you know, I was working for a team that generated the the revenue. There was another program that was majority expense, um, and they tend to overspend from what they were making. Hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, well, why are you not making cuts to hard decisions in that program? Because when they had to make cuts, it always was coming from our team. Um, And the thing that blew my mind, which was like, but we're bringing in the money. You should be investing in the things that are bringing the money. Why are you not having the difficult conversations on the things that are not only not, you know, making money, but like going way over and putting us as an organization in the red like what you know and so then you start to realize oh it's because you're doing this for that group um Mm -hmm. to to thrive that program and that was when it started and and you could call it gaslighting you call whatever it is but to constantly be told like you're crazy for what you're saying we love all of our programs and teams equally um but yet you're just like but I feel like I'm not given oxygen to breathe and you're telling me that I'm crazy. Um, And I think that's when like that red flag started to hit of, so you keep yelling at us and telling us we're not doing the right things and that we're, you know, blah, 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 blah. And yet there's this, you know, favorite child. And then they go, well, why is it that you guys don't get along? Why, yeah. why, we're noticing some tension and silos uh, amongst our teams. And it's like, well, you know, fucking shit. You guys are the ones making that. Um, and, and, you know, telling us that we're wrong. Yeah. 
So that's so that funny, so relatable to when I was at the startup. It didn't necessarily happen to me and my department, but I remember like the tech department, mm. they were the golden children. They could do no wrong. They got everything that they asked for. It was like mm-hmm. anytime cuts had child. to be made. It was made to different departments and, you know, the departments that were actually bringing in revenue, like you're talking about, very similar situation. Mm-hmm. So it's that that favoritism. Yeah. And I guess to everyone but the favorite child, it's a you're red right. flag. <laughs> Big green flag to them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So. Brian, you know, we said in the beginning of this podcast that we really want to try to get more conversation um, and and more outside voice. What is something, what's a question you want to ask to the people that are listening? And, you know, I think we should probably post this on our social and stuff and in other places to get some conversation going. But what what would, what do you want to ask other folks? What do, what do we want to hear from people? I think we want to know what was it that made you see that first red flag because you know like you said it it was different at different jobs whether it was a person that did something whether it was a policy that affected you you know different people see red flags in different areas at different times like how long was your honeymoon phase at a company Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been at companies that I was there for years and then it was like, oh, this is a problem. I've been at companies where I've been there for a few weeks and it's like, OK, this this is not right. But, you know, it, it would be interesting to hear what is the average amount of time that someone spends in a honeymoon phase at a job. I like it. What I would are some love questions to, you'd like to hear. <laughs> I would love to add to know from folks. I, I so a couple of things. One, I want to know like from people, what was the thing when you first started? What did you love? Like, what made you fall in love um, with with the place that you were at? And then to your point of like, what was the defining thing? I'm curious. I, I feel like there was an interesting breakthrough um, of like. Is it people or is it culture? Like that usually creates that first red flag for you. And then there's this other one that I'm kind of curious about, which is, all right, so you you get this red flag of uh, <laughs> the birth of your reattached uh, monologue in your head, right? It's usually <laughs> when that first red flag happens where you go, okay, here's now my reattached version of what I, my honeymoon. Um, when is the next defining red flag that makes you go, I'm going to start looking for another job. Like when, when did that happen? Like, what was that red flag? Um, Cause there's usually something where you're like, I think I smell something. I think I smell some stank. And then there's another one where we're like, Oh, it's a whole fucking dumpster fire. And like, it's a, it's a mess. Uh, I need to get out of here. Um, I want to know when, when, what those were as well. And you know what? On the flip side, I would love to hear, from people who have seen a red flag mm-hmm. and then been able to 
either have a conversation or do something about it to Ooh. change that from a red flag to a green flag. Yeah. Because, you know, there's lots of people who have been at companies forever and, you know, you see an issue and you try to do something to change it or to make the workplace better. So I'd like to hear some of those stories as well. I wonder, too, if we can if we can find someone out there that can help people illuminate the types of red flags that you should be looking out for. You know, people talk about like sometimes the things that you see in a resume that you should avoid, mm-hmm. um, but like, or in the interview process, but I'm curious if there's someone out there that we, maybe we, we should, we should get on this that can like just tell folks and give some folks some pointers on, Hey, you know, after the first 30, 60 days, these are the things to look out for, or these are the things in your onboarding that should be an immediate red flag for you. Um, and uh, like to your question too, like how do how do you go about that? Like we can, we shouldn't necessarily just assume like, well, that's just the way it is. Like I feel like there is some period of influence. So how do you, in a healthy way, be able to identify it and then use it to help the organization move in a in a better direction? Right. Yeah, because seeing a red flag shouldn't just be like, all right, well, I got to find another job. I got to leave this place because, you know, I mean, we're all humans and sometimes things happen, but there's consequences for things that happen. And speaking of getting out of a job, (laughs) unfortunately, it is time for us to get out of this episode. All right. I guess I'll do the wrap up. So that concludes our podcast for today, everyone, uh, especially the kickoff to season two. Uh, if you weren't paying any, if you weren't paying any attention and you want to listen to again, um, we will, of course, reattach it for your convenience on Ew. our website, reattachedfyc.com. Of course, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, iHeartRadio, Facebook, um, at reattachedfyc where you can also share your stories and reactions. And I think, again, the theme for this season, we really want to bring more voices into this. And so if you have the voice and you want to join in, great. If you want to just send us a voice memo, um, that's great too. If you want to send us something, carry pigeon, whatever, or don't. Um, But we hope that you're willing to share something anonymously, even if you're uncomfortable. Um, You can always email us at reattachedfyc at gmail.com. But either way, until next time, friends, I'm John. And I'm Brian. See you. Bye.